0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 103 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Good show for everybody today. Looking forward to jumping into it. Start the same way we do every week, and that's by starting off with the breakdown. Only got two real things to talk about in the breakdown this week. Start with some Colorado XO news most recent Colorado XO news is that uh, Spring Media announced that they came to an agreement with ESPN in New Zealand, Australia, and the Pacific Islands to show the documentary that is being created about the Colorado XOs. That documentary is called Rugby Town. Rugby Factory was a documentary crew here that's been shooting, directing, producing uh, all that good stuff. I know they're scoring it now. It sounds like they've created 10 episodes about the first season, which I believe should be out here in the next few weeks or so if you are in you know, New Zealand, Australia, and the Pacific Islands, and you have access to ESPN. That's how you you can watch it. Uh, the first episode is on Spring Media's website right now. I believe that URL, URL is springmedia.se. And I know I've already seen some comments. People have asked, how do you go about watching it in the United States? And I don't know the answer to that just yet. I've learned through this whole thing that it is very hard to lock down a distribution deal in the United States. And you know, if it was up to me, if this what probably I will end up doing is I'll probably just use a VPN, you know, set up my my location in one of those countries that it's available. See if you can go about getting it that way. Obviously, uh, exciting stuff. You know, it's good to just get rugby out to some more people's tell the story about this Colorado EXO program. This whole project's been cool. We've talked about it a million times, but it's been fun to work on. I think a lot of people will get a kick out of it. Once they see what's going on, if they haven't been, you know, familiar with what's happening, and and hopefully come check out the podcast, learn more about it. So that's one big piece of Colorado XO news I wanted to talk about. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on in the breakdown is lots of Premier Rugby Sevens news came out this week. We talked about this new Pro Sevens League that was starting up in the fall a couple of months ago. And now we're starting to see some more news rolling out, which is good to see. It's becoming more and more real. So the first news piece of news that came out this week is that Fox Sports will televise the inaugural games in the fall. And the second piece of news is that the inaugural championship will be played in Memphis, Tennessee on October 9th. I was looking at the tickets today. They look pretty cheap. They range anywhere from fifteen bucks to 115 bucks. And that's the roll out the red carpet. It looks like you get, you know, a buffet and, and some other stuff with that stuff too. So tickets are cheap. Memphis is a fun town. If you haven't been, I would recommend checking it out. There'll be no better time to go down there in October and watch some Sevens rugby. And like I said, it's all becoming very real. They've got the players, they've got the places to play now. They've got the broadcast deal done. They have a date so that we can set our watches to this. And I will imagine once the Olympics are over, once because a lot of the people playing in this competition are playing in the Olympics on the men and women's side of things, uh, once they're free of their Olympic duties, probably come back, and then we'll, I'm sure we'll see some more news about this as we get a little bit closer. And you can check all this stuff out on PR7s.com if you're interested in looking into it yourself. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, it'll be a nice little thing to add into the fall. There's, a, there's something like this has really never been done before in the United States, a, a pro sevens circuit league type of thing. So I'm very interested to see how it goes. We're going to keep be keeping a close eye on it uh, and it'll be fun to to see how it all goes. So make sure you stick along with us and we'll be keeping up with all the latest news on the PR sevens circuit league, uh, whatever we're calling it, the premier rugby sevens. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. That does it for the breakdown this week. Uh, we'll move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. We got so the test matches are, are kind of over test match period, so it's a little bit more quiet than the, than it has been these last few weeks, these last couple of months. But there is some rugby to watch this weekend. So we'll start with the 2021 NAI sevens. That's in Utah, I believe. It gets started on Friday and Saturday, of course. Uh, both start at 8 a.m. You can watch out on Flow Rugby. It sounds like that'll just be a long continuous stream. Uh, We got the Toyota Cheetahs versus Sharks down in South Africa on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Mountain time, of course. You can watch that on Flow Rugby. We've got the British and Irish Lions versus Springboks. That matches on Saturday at 10 a.m., and you can watch that one on Peacock. Went and made sure that was the case today. Uh, Moving into M.L.R., we're in the playoffs. We're in the, the Major League Rugby Quest for the Shield Championship Series. Uh, So the first match of the weekend, first playoff match, we got Rugby United New York at Rugby ATL on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that one on CBS Sports Network. Second match of the weekend, we have Utah Warriors at Los Angeles Guiltinis. That's the Western Conference Final. That's on Sunday at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That one is also on CBS Sports Network. Should be some good ones and we'll talk a little bit more about it with Dan Power in the interview portion of the show since he's the voice of MLR so he had some good information on what to watch what are going to be the kind of the keys for some of these teams as they go through this conference final round and then get ready to to go into the finals next weekend so it's crazy how fast MLR went on one hand it's, it's felt like kind of a long season but on the other hand it feels like just yesterday season was getting rolling so uh, we got one more two more weeks I guess two more weekends of this so soak it up. Enjoy it while you can. If you haven't given rugby a shot, you know, your MLR shot in particular, check it out. Nothing better than playoffs in any sport, to be quite honest. So that, those will be two good ones to watch. And then last but certainly not least, we have the Olympic Rugby Sevens getting started. So that's the reason we've been doing all these Sevens drafts. If you've been following along or, you you know, maybe you're listening from, jumped over from one of the beats that we've been doing. Maybe you're a Rockies fan, you want to give rugby a shot. You listen to the rugby, the Rockies Rugby Sevens draft. This is why we're doing it. we am to get people excited for the Olympics, and it's finally here. So the first match of the weekend for the men's team is on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. I think that's going to be on CNBC. I could be wrong, so make sure you do, do your own research with that one. Uh, they play their second. That's against Kenya. I don't know if I said that. Second match is on Monday, July 26th against Ireland at 3.30 a.m. Mountain Time. That uh, one will be on NBC Sports, according to this graphic that I'm looking at. Uh, and then on Monday night, they play South Africa at 8:30 p.m. Mountain Time, also on NBC Sports. The knockouts begin uh, at 5 a.m. on Tuesday. So hopefully USA does a puts up a good showing in the in the pool and they can make it into those rounds because we're we're hoping for a medal. We're hoping for a medal from the men's and the women's, and then the women's times, of course, on Wednesday. They take on China at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. I think that one is also on NBC. I'm not entirely sure, though. Then on Thursday, they take on Japan at 3 a.m. Mountain Time and then Australia at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. It says both of those have not yet been decided what NBC network they're going to be on. So NBC's owning the whole thing. It's going to be on NBC property. And then the women's knockouts begin on Friday. Uh, as early as 3:30 a.m. Mountain Time, so that's what or Eastern Time, so it's 1:30 Mountain Time. Uh, so be fun to watch. I've been mean, looking forward to the Olympics has been on my calendar for months, really. You know, as it's getting closer, I've been getting more and more excited for it. And like I said, with two, they've got good enough squads to medal, both the men's and women. So that's what we're hoping for. And it'll be fun to keep an eye on all that. That does it for all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show now. Very pleased to have on the voice of Major League Rugby, Dan Power. I love catching up with Dan. Second time he's come on the show, I think I had him on in lockdown too. I thought it would be the perfect time to bring him on since it's the eve of the MLR playoffs. So no better guy to come talk about the matchups and what to watch for and what he's expecting to see than Dan. So we talk about rugby, we talk about some golf uh, and of course, we had asked Dan about how he almost made it to the NFL as a punter. So we talked quite a bit about that as well. It's a good show. I really enjoyed the interview. I uh, hope you all enjoy the conversation as well. And so with that introduction, let's go ahead and kick it to that conversation with the voice of Major League Rugby, Dan Power.
1: Well, not since Moses parted the Red Sea have we seen something open up that
0: easy. All right. Now, we welcome back onto the show, the voice of Major League Rugby, Dan Power. Dan, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's great great to be back colton uh, loving the work that you're doing there in glendale the x and o's especially the last few weeks buddy we've been uh, seeing more and more of the x's and o's in mlr so it's been great but you've been busy i have
0: been busy uh that's on my list of questions dan so we, we got to try not to jump the gun here uh sorry, sorry. no all good all good So, dan i guess the first most important question we got to ask you it's been a year since i talked to you it's been over a year i think actually so this is a good good catch up uh, but I need to ask how the golf game's looking. I know you sound like you're a pretty busy guy on the road a lot, but have you carved out some time to, to play some golf?
1: I actually have. I, I've taken the, the clubs with me to a few stops this season, which has been quite nice. So, quick shout out to uh, the Fort Golf Club in Indianapolis and the Golf Club of Indiana, two of my favorite tracks out there and in the uh, Indianapolis area. So, got to play a bit of golf this year. It's been great. And how about you? How's your game still? Yeah
0: it's it's still yeah i i'm very close to getting my tour card believe it or not i have not had that much time to play this year I, i've only played 3 rounds um but but these last couple of rounds have been looking good for me in terms of me you know I, sh- I shot a nice cool 46 on the back 9 at evergreen 2 weeks ago that's good for me dan that is good i only yeah, hit one person's house so that's that's good stuff <laughs>
1: As long as it's not the big house, usually you're
0: pretty good. Yeah, no, I was good. No no windows were broken, no sh- no glass shattered, so I knew it was in the clear. Uh, all good there. Uh, but, Dan, I heard a question on the radio the other day. Uh, made me think of you, actually, and it's in light of the Jeff Bezos thing. So if you could go to space or be a scratch golfer, which would you choose?
1: Oh, the, the egotistical man he thinks that I can probably get to scratch golf. With enough practice, so I'll go space. I think um, just because it's such a rare thing in terms of the number of people who've been in space, uh, it's pretty special. So I saw Richard Branson kind of had a little skirt up there as well, and Jeff Bezos going up there. So I will go space. What about you? What'd you choose?
0: I think that's the right answer. That's a question. That's the answer I had too. Uh, if I practice for twenty-five to thirty years every single day, I think I maybe could get to scratch. Uh, but I don't think I could ever go to space. I don't, I'm not. I don't have the funds. I'm not cut out to be an astronaut. My eyes aren't very good, which is also a problem in golf too. But I can get. I can get my eyes fixed enough to <laughs> to play golf. But I don't know if I could go to space. So I think that's the right answer. I think that's the correct one.
1: Yeah, I think so too. All
0: right. Yeah. Once the season's over, Dan, we gotta. I'll shoot up to to you, and we can play Highland Meadows or something, and you can see this oh. this this body of work in real life.
1: Sold. You sold me. You had me at uh, as soon as the season's finished. I can't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a couple of weeks. You're almost there. So that kind of, I guess, that leads into the actual rugby part of this rugby show, Dan. Uh, how's been your? F- how's the year been for you? I know I talked to you a little bit earlier. Uh, tell us a little bit of, about what it's been like for you, especially with all these different challenges. You know, calling games remotely because you haven't been traveling, correct?
1: Oh, tra- traveling, but just not to the yeah.
0: Same. Yeah. <laughs> not, so, not uh, to where not to where you should actually be traveling to.
1: Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit to. Um, George Killebrew, Bill Gorin, Jimmy Cuddy, Reese Edwards, uh, the whole team at Tupelo and L two down in Austin. It was a huge leap of faith to go to this remote model. COVID kind of forced the hand that we had to do it. It was just restrictions in different states and when the season started. And, you know, a lot of credit goes to MLR for, for really having a crack at this. And there certainly are challenges. It's different to calling a game in real life. But overall, I think it's been a, a resounding success in terms of not only all of the games happening, but the quality of the broadcast has certainly improved this year. And uh, I think that the budget side of things was a big improvement as well, which you know, is obviously important when you're starting a league ad. You don't want to be blowing the budget out year after year.
0: Right. That's correct. And I guess that kind of leads into my next question as we get into some MLR stuff, Dan, is... Uh, I'm gonna ask you what the biggest surprise of the M.L.R. season has been, and I'm gonna jump out in front of you and answer my own question first. I think that the biggest surprise has just been that it's all happened. Like going into the season, uh, I've I've, set, I've talked about this before. We saw the Broncos play a practice squad wide receiver in a game against the New Orleans Saints, and that we really haven't had any of those situations. Like you've seen, all these other leagues and competitions kind of fall victim to to some. COVID in some way and MLR has gone on pretty successfully with the exception of, I think the first game of the year just got moved back a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was, And just to have something different because you're hundred percent right, Colton, the, the fact that they knocked it out of the park and it's testament to the, not only the league, but the teams and the players as well, to, to stay within the guidelines and the protocols. So they didn't have any oops moments, you know, little accidents like right. having a uh, practice squad right might receive a play quarterback you know it would have been quite quite a, an interesting situation in rugby to have that, what, but, what would be
0: the rugby uh, what would be the rugby equivalent to that
1: so we almost had it and it wasn't due to covid it was due to some injuries and everything else nate osborne nearly had to suit up against old glory a few weeks ago because they were on the road traveled with the squad and wow. both travel reserves played and they had another injury in the warm-ups and it was like well we have no one else and um Luckily, someone came good or, or was able to eke out 10, 20 minutes. So they, they <laughs> made Osborne and his hamstrings dodged the ball. Oh, there. man. But, yeah, that's probably the closest we've come to it. But, but I'll, I'll go different. I'll say for me, it was the impact of the college draft rookies. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, there was some skepticism. And I, I think in all fairness with the history of what we'd seen, rightfully so, uh, but again, went ahead. The college draft was a success. Uh, and, and we not only saw players play, but we saw them dominate. I mean, you look at, uh, where Andrew Guerra down in, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Not only did he play, he makes the Eagles. You know, right. He goes on tour with the Eagles. Connor Mooneyham was, it was an absolute star for Austin this year. He would have been saw all 12th round. Yeah. All 12 first rounders. Yeah. This year with Mike, uh, Matarazzo getting a start on the weekend for ATL. So, I think the draw was a big success because it was a little bit of a gamble, a bit of a risk, but it's it's definitely paid off.
0: I I would agree with you. I know I talked to some other people in the past and we, you know, we're discussing like what, just kind of what the number of, of draft picks we were going to play. And I, again, thought that was going to be, you know, reliant on COVID. I thought COVID was going to force a lot of people's hands and maybe play some guys that weren't maybe as ready as they should be. But that wasn't the case at all. They just played because they were good enough and ready. And I think that's a good sign as they move into a, a little bit bigger of a draft. This, I think, what is that, in a couple of weeks now? It's crazy how fast yep. the summer's flying by.
2: Yeah. As far.
0: That is a that is a good one. That's that's one I haven't got an answer for yet. So I always like to check in those boxes, Dan. Thank you for doing that. Dan, next question I have for you, MLR related. I had this as MLR rapid fire, but I don't think that's how it's going to go. And that's OK with me. Uh, what, what team this year didn't live up to, to expectations? It's got a there's you know, there's only four teams that can make the playoffs. Only one team can win it all. Is there a team out there that, that in your mind didn't live up to the expectations that you kind of had for them going into the season?
1: Yeah, you know, and you don't want to be critical of any of the teams. No, there not so at all. Challenges and faces yeah, the, and
0: like you just said, with all the weird stuff going on this year. Um,
1: yeah, it was definitely like injuries, bugs that hit some teams and the shortened off season. but uh, I'll probably go Old Glory. I, mm-hmm. I had been penciled in as a playoff team at the start of the year and they fell short, so um, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from their season, though. Right. And they finished finish well, but I think they were a little patchy through the middle of the field, uh, just through some injuries and then some international commitments and stuff like that. But yeah, probably all glory for me personally, where I was a little underwhelmed.
0: Yeah, I think, and like you said, that's fair. Uh, a lot of, te- you know, Toronto didn't even go back to Canada all year. San Diego played games in like 10 different places. So everything with a grain of salt, of course, but I wanted to make sure I got that in. Has there been a team that's been a pleasant surprise for you this year?
1: ACL, Atlanta, for sure. Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to be good, but I had them as like a like a solid 500 team, like a grinding, physical, but I didn't see any circuit breakers. There wasn't any plays in there. I'm like, oh, you know, 79th minute that fight can win you a game, but they, they found a few. Like Mark O'Keefe was a revelation down there. Adrian Colasar as well. Uh, their locks, like their forward pack, Jason Darn, Ross Deacon, their locks, uh, Momsen and Redlingas uh, just unbelievable like they they could go a long way they get through new york like they could i could definitely see them testing you know the western finalists the the champ out of the west in the final so uh, atl definitely the surprise packet how well they did this year
0: yeah i would agree with that one too they just kind of it seems like whether they stumble early on or uh, and then they just kind of steamrolled everybody, with the exception of Rugby United New York, which I think is what makes this, you know, upcoming Eastern that's Conference right. Final so interesting. So that's the next question I have: is what What does Rooney have to do to win this weekend?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like Rooney beat him twice to beat the same team three times. Yeah, that's it's almost
0: unheard of, of, right? That that doesn't happen really, like anything,
1: any sports, and it's just because that's the momentum thing. It's hard to keep that momentum and ATL are a really, really good side. So uh, it'll be tough. I, I think everyone credits ATL, but they're very fit. And their defense is really well structured. They've got a strong defensive side. They play a territory game where they kick well, chase well, and tackle well, and they, they drive off the mistakes of other teams. And that's kind of been their blueprint. And even though teams know it, it's hard to play against where – New York have a couple of game breakers. They've got a couple of guys and, and in particular an old guy named Andy Ellis playing number nine who has seen it all and done it all. Mm-hmm. And if there's anyone who can go into a big game and pull the right strings to get the upset down there, it's Andy Ellis. So I think if he's up for it, if he turns up on Saturday night and he's up for it, you know, ATL needs to really be on their A game or New York could, could spank him for a third time down there.
0: Right, and then I guess we can jump over to the other conference. Dan, what's going to be the difference in that in that Utah-Giltinges match?
1: Well, yeah, Utah obviously won on the weekend, but I don't think they take too much out of it because that was a pretty much a Guiltini's you know, yeah. D team.
0: It was a um, yeah, it was a a scheduled week of rest in in a lot of different places on the field.
1: Hundred percent, and yeah, the only thing now is is. The consistency and cohesion they get up the week together and playing together, they, they go with a little momentum into this game. They played LA in California, played so far earlier this year, so they've been in a big stadium. So the Coliseum probably won't be as overwhelming for them as it could have been for other teams who hadn't been there. And um, it'll be tough. I, I, again, LA have champions. Right. To be honest, Colin, they've probably got a couple of Hall of Famers in there. Right. When it's all said and done. So immediately they're favourites and they deserve to be. But Utah, you know, are a confident team. They've got a couple of really amazing players, Mikey Teo. Uh, they've got a good forward pack in fourteen and Jensen at the lineout, which needs to be strong because Dave Dennis is such a great, you know, tactician at the lineout for LA. So they're going to need a good lineout. Uh Malolo is back and healthy. He's just a really dynamic hooker. I like him a lot. But uh, it'll be it'll be a tough ass night. That LA team, I think we might
0: see something special from them on Sunday. Yeah, the the vibe I've kind of gotten from this LA team all year is like, I feel like they can just turn it on when they want to. They can flip a switch and hang sixty on you, and it just seems like they. – I don't know. I guess we'll see because now now it really matters. But they've just been building up all season for a moment like this to just really, you know, bring out the big guns and throw everything they have at you. And it's kind of like. I kind of feel like that might happen this weekend, and hopefully Utah's ready for the test. But I did go on record a couple times already this year, and I, I said I think Utah can pull off the upset. I said if Utah can make it into the in the Western Conference Final, it would not be that surprising to me to see them pull off an upset just because they've done it so many times this year, right? They, they that's what they do. They they scare you uh, just to the edge of death, and then they win. So I could, you know, I wouldn't be that surprised if that happened either. To be quite honest.
1: No, and I think it's kind of weird, right? You've got the two opposites in the teams. L.A., quick starters, first 20 minutes. You know, the Blitzkrieg, they get after it. Utah now are the, the comeback kids, the last 20 minutes. So now you ask yourself, can L.A. get out in that first 20 minutes and build a lead that they can maintain? Or can Utah keep it tight and break hearts like they've done all year at the back end of the game? To me, I agree with you. I see this one as more of a potential for an upset. I think Atlanta are probably stronger favorites over New York than what LA are Utah, I could see this one being if there's going to be an upset this weekend. This would be my bet on
0: it. Uh, I would agree with you there, Dan. That's uh, you know I think we I think we're on the right path there. If only we could put some money on this, I'll try to make a little money on the weekend. But uh, Dan, I wanted to add, Oh, I guess do you you feel comfortable giving a finals pick? Is that your pick? Is is Atlanta and and LA?
1: Oh, if, if I was putting some money down, yeah, I'd go LA Atlanta final would be a smart bet if you were a betting uh,
0: person okay there you go take it to the bank uh dan so speaking of the guiltinis i was just out in utah this last weekend watching uh moody and jalen robinson some of the xo guys that i spent the spring around watching them play a little bit so i know you you've been locked in on mlr but you know what do you think about what the little bit that you've seen about this colorado xo program so far
1: well, like you and I were just hanging out together. I was down helping out uh, my old coach, Mike Tolkien, with the Under-23 USA Academy. And just the talent that was there, the, the physical specimens, I think it's time that we worked a little harder, start unearthing these. And what you know the team at Glendale are doing with the X's and O's plays into that perfectly because we've said it for years, but no one's ever really done anything about it. It's like, oh, you get all these great D1 athletes who don't go to the pros, what do they do? and until MLR came around, there wasn't really an answer for what do you do. It's like, do you want to come play club rugby and you know, Iowa? Uh, I, I've just gone from playing in front of 70,000 people in the Rose Bowl and you are going to play in a park with a dog, and, you know, Iowa, it's like there was never a uh, lure. So I think it's great now that Glendale has recognized that, hey, there is a pathway now for these v one athletes. Let's go out and find them. And we've already seen, and I think I just, I just said you be caught up, that was a lot faster than I anticipated. So Burns mm. and the crew there at the X's and O's of getting those guys ready as quick as they did because we've seen some good performances. I mean, uh Steely, Dave Still down in Austin, yeah looks like a real keeper. I think you know, Austin probably gonna re sign him and keep in because he looks like a guy like Adam Channel on the weekend, had a great game. Yeah. His little in and away there, great rugby IQ, right? He he set that up perfectly and scored a great try yep. in the second half and um had a couple other really good plays as well so it's it's working yeah it's working a lot quicker than i thought i think the good thing now colton is is that prove that it's working i think you'll see an even higher caliber of athletes starting to seek out the x's and o's of going huh yeah you know, I, I see my buddy playing on you know cbs right I see my buddy playing on fox sports okay this thing's legit i'm gonna go check this out now and get the coaching i need to get up to speed and and you know let's be honest the resources uh are not going to be available for that kind of tutelage at all mlr teams some are built for it yeah others are building towards it so the exercise fills that void beautifully right now
0: yeah i think you kind of touched on a lot of the things that i've seen this year and Like, I spent the whole spring around him. I had had Peter Pascon last week, and he's kind of the guy that's been pushing the buttons and getting people, you know, in here and giving them, you know, the opportunity to try all this stuff out. And I asked him straight up, like, "Did did you expect this much success this quick? Like, I don't think you would ask anybody that here around the program that said, you know, we'd have six guys in the MLR and one guy make it back to the NFL in 10 weeks, like real 10 real matches of time. And. Uh, so it's been interesting. It's been fun to be around. I, I've talked about it quite a bit on the show, just seeing how hard they worked. And, and that's the thing I, I, I didn't really expect either is like how quickly they would fall in love with the game and how serious they took it because they didn't, you know, the guys that I've, I've seen around here didn't come to, you know, for a vacation didn't come to just kind of give this thing a little try. Like they come to try to be the best player they can be. I think that's part of the the football mentality and some of these, you know, things that are ingrained in them from these high level D one Football programs from making it to the NFL. Like, you can't do anything halfway. And it's been cool to see them like fully take advantage of this opportunity.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely. The NFL things, like, just uh, the cherry on top, right?
0: Yeah. Just, it just.
1: I know we had that league, the spring league, but, you know, probably not a lot coming out of there. It's just a gap fill. But NFL teams will leave no stone unturned to gain an advantage. And if you can add a little bit of like that rugby into your repertoire for a college support player, you know it all of a sudden you just, learn a few new things on defense in particular, like for a yeah. linebacker, DN, cornerback, even D-line guys who come over, tighten up their tackle technique and become more effective. And all of a sudden you go from like an 80% tackle effective cornerback to 90-plus, teams are going to be like, yeah, that's the guy we want back there. Exactly. tackle. Exactly. So that, that's, that's a part of it. I'm, I don't know if they had that thought going forward. I, I'm pretty
0: sure it was just rugby specific. Yeah,
1: no. Now that becomes like, well, that's kind of interesting too. You get an NFL, maybe you guys been in the league for a year or two and, and has gone through the workout circuit and hasn't been picked up again. Come play a season of rugby and kind of polish up a little bit of your athleticism in a different way and, you know, you'll get noticed again. You've got a look bit of yeah. different film. So it looks good.
0: Yeah, it's just another thing I think to add to the resume that – You know, this is a this is an opportunity we've had already, you know, seen one guy go to the to the NFL. And the guy I'm speaking is Michael Bandy. He played scrum half this year for, I think, seven or eight games. He was like a slot receiver at at San Diego. So he got picked up by the Chargers. And, you know, he's going to have to make the NFL on special teams. And, you know, you have to do on special teams. You got to hustle. You got to tackle. And Bandy was just working on his tackling for five months so he's got he's got a leg up on some I think some of the other guys some of the other receivers that he'd have to beat out for a special team spot uh, and I think that's just another interesting little wrinkle to the whole thing and Dan speaking of the NFL I didn't ask you about this last time but you, you have some familiarity with crossing over into the NFL is that correct
1: yes sir
0: yes oh,
1: well hunting a, a football is a little different to actually playing a school position in the
0: NFL He's still, he's still crossing over to the NFL, though. I think the point stands. So you had workouts with what? Based on my research, the Vikings, Jets, Bears, Ravens, and Chargers? Uh, so Got
1: a couple more in there
0: as oh, well. Oh, I knew I was I uh, knew I was uh, short but, a few. Let's hear them. Nah, it's,
1: it's, all that tells me is that how massive a failure I was that none of those teams were on the side me. And I tried <laughs> out for all of them.
0: No, it's uh, hard. There's uh, only 32 of those jobs. That's a very small percentage know, of people getting those jobs.
1: It was, and the one thing I'll you, if there's any kids out there playing rugby who want to kind of have a shot at the NFL, the difficult thing is is the experience is they'll take a punt and they'll take, literally, as I was punting football. football, um, they'll take a punt and they'll look at you. But unless you are 110% game ready to go, you won't get a shot. Like there was, you know, initially I'll, I'll give you a quick story. One of my workouts was with the Jets. Like, I got brought in to work out with the Jets. It was actually the back end of the 2009 rugby season. So it just come off the Churchill cup and I went and worked out with the Jets. I had a great worker, coach Westoff. If anyone watched Hard Knocks, the Jets edition, a bit of a character. He was a special teams coach there at the time. It was me, uh, two other hunters. One actually was Colorado went to school at UNC up here in Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, um, Older guys at the back end of their NFL careers, great workout. How uh, they basically grabbed me afterwards and said, "Listen, yeah, you're you're our guy." We're dropped up the paperwork, and I'm like, "This is fantastic, yeah, I'm gonna get a shot in the Jets." And scout comes down about 45 minutes later, and he's like, "Hey, what college did you go to?" And I uh, so "I told him," and he goes, "Never heard of them before." I said, "Well, they, you know, they're not in, there in, in Australia." And he goes, "Oh, no, no, what college football did you play?" I never played college football. He goes, oh, okay. What what professional football do you play? I said none. He goes, why are you here? I said, well, <laughs> you guys invited me. And he goes, this is a veteran workout. We have a free like a uh, undrafted free agent college kid that we picked up. We need a veteran to compete with him. I'm like, oh yeah, I've never never played a down in my life. And they're like, oh, I said, well, why did you bring me here? And he goes, oh, we looked at your date of birth and just figured you were old and You were a veteran. <laughs> so, uh, I said, I'm not getting a contract. And they're like, no, no. And then uh, they called one of the other guys. And he, got, he was at the airport, turned around, came back, signed for the Jets. Didn't make the team, but uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so they definitely want you to have some form of experience. And It, it was a tough run. So go to college if you can. If you're young enough, go to college, uh, get some experience, and go to the
0: NFL. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Anything like that happening before. That's not surprising, though. I feel like – is that, like, a specific rule they had to fill or something? Like, would they have gotten fined if they signed you? Also, could you have lied? Like, was there would they have verified, like, yeah, he went no, there?
1: No, no. The, the, um, obviously, the, the, the records of the NFL are solid, like, thorough, right? They know – Yeah. Like, all contracts are public knowledge, and it's not like uh, rugby where you sign a contract and they're like, oh, Colton has signed, but <laughs> you don't know what for. Like, the NFL, like, you can literally get online and look at, like, the value of every player on that uh, – 53-man roster of what they've signed for, how long they've signed for. So, yeah, don't worry. It uh, thought crosses your mind. It's like, um, yeah, no, nah, yeah. Nah. I played for the um, yeah. Baton Rouge uh, Mudcrabs.
0: Yeah, we could just made something up, like that movie Accepted, right? As a kid didn't get into college, just makes his own college. Could have done that with you, South Dan.
2: Harmon Institute of Technology. Yeah,
0: there you go. That's it. Yeah. I couldn't think of the college off the top of my head. The last question I have to ask you about that, Dan, is like, how did you – How'd you like get your foot in the door though? Like, did you have, like, what was the connection? Like, how did you get the first workout? Cause I would assume they kind of all steamroll after yeah, that a little bit.
1: It, it, it does. Like always, once you kind of get one, your name goes out in the labor line. People like lose that guy. Build some momentum. So the first one I was living in Connecticut and playing for the New York Athletic Club and in the pool for the Eagles. And I was training at a high school doing just some conditioning work. Uh, it was, I think it was, mid-season Super League so I was just doing a bit of extra work mm-hmm. and there was a high school football team kind of running some drills at the opposite end of the field and I'm like I've got my little kind of box workout. out where I'm just doing some shuttles and my own little space and it's a huge fields so I'm like everyone should be okay anyway they start throwing the ball down it keeps landing in my stuff and I'm like throw it back throw it back and I finally say hey any chance you can kind of just like go to the other side of the field like mm-hmm. Give me, give me a bit of space in the nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, no right. And the ball comes down again. I'm like, this point, all right, I don't know. So I just punt the ball as hard as I can. <laughs> and it just takes off. Like, of all, the, of all the punts that I've shanked, all the kicks I've shanked <laughs> in my life, this is not one of them. This one is an absolute piss missile. It just takes off down the field. And the coach comes over, and I'm like thinking, this guy wants to go. Like, yeah,
0: you're going to have to get a fight you know, this day. Little,
1: we're going to have a discussion. I'm going to have to call my wife from the Connecticut you know, State Troopers office saying, I had a fight with a high school football coach over kicking a football. I'm sorry. Can you come bail me out? But uh, he comes down and he's got a ball in his hand. He goes, do that again. Like, do, do what again? He goes, punt it. And I said, all right. So punt it again. Hit another decent one. He's like, it's incredible. Who do you play for? I uh, said, uh, New York Athletic Club. He was never heard of him. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's the New York Athletic Club. Like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I've heard of them, but I didn't know they had a football team. Like, oh, no, rugby. He goes, you don't play football? <laughs> and I say, like, no, just rugby. And he's like, you should make a couple of million doing what you just did. And then, boom, that were the magic words, Colton. I was like, yeah, make a couple of million, huh? So I went back home and started learning as much as I could and kind of look at the numbers and what happens. And So I went back to the field and just uh, went and bought a couple of NFL balls, went back to the field and started punting and, Same coach come up, and he's like, I have a – I think it was his cousin was a coach at Rutgers at the time. you should go try out. I think at the time I was like 27 maybe, Mm -hmm. and married, had my son. Going back to university, especially in American university, probably wouldn't have been desirable for my wife for me to do. (laughs) I would have had a great time.
0: Yeah, that would have been the – I know CU's kicker was like a 32-year-old Australian guy very recently.
1: Recently that's right, yeah, but I don't think he was married with kids.
0: Like, a <laughs> yeah, little um, different so life ben, situation.
1: Ben Wilder there living the dream. But so yeah, I said oh, that was just not gonna be possible and he goes, You should meet him and so I did. And we kinda of talked a little bit, I kicked some balls. This was down in, in New Jersey and kicked some balls and he's like this and Bill legs better than our like our punter, like by far. And he's probably gonna try to get into the NFL. He goes, you should try to get in the NFL. Uh, he goes, um, there's an agent locally, does a lot of special teams guys. He had a couple of kickers and punters under under him at the time, and so I went and had a workout with him. He filmed it. Uh, he's like, listen, I, I think we can get some interest, man. He goes, you you've got probably one of the biggest legs I've ever seen. Wow. And sure enough, a couple of months later, I was actually um, in camp with the USA sevens in Chula Vista uh-huh. and we we're just getting ready to go. I think it was the Wellington Australia legs back when it was Wellington Adelaide, I believe. And, uh, Miami dolphins called up and said, I want to sign you. I want you to come in. They had an assistant special teams coach. who's like a kicking guru and he got the video and he was just like, let me polish this guy up. Like you just can't, you can't train that kind of power. Right. Let me train him up and we're, we're going to have like a really good pun on our hands and, so they sent a box of balls. I still remember they sent a box of balls out to the OTC. I'm like at Sevens Camp and also in a box NFL football shop up Miami in Miami Dolphins. It was kind of a surreal moment. Wow. So I went down there, had a, had a good workout, real good workout. And Bill Parcells was their advisor at the time, uh, football advisor, and he stood up on a balcony and kind of watched. And uh, it was just unfortunate that the special teams coach, the assistant, took a head coach up. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a special teams coaching job at the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. and left, and the Dolphins were kind of like, you're too raw, like, you're, you know, we we don't have the skills yeah. to polish your skills now, and so as quick as I was in Miami, I was home, I, I do remember getting on Craigslist and looking at waterfront property in Miami, pretty confident that I was going <laughs> to be making a couple oh, of money, man. come to fruition, so that was that was basically how it all got started, and then from there, you have a couple of workouts, you get a name, and you know, I've been in networking. I was a pretty aggressive networker. I would call teams whenever they were playing uh, a left-footed punter and said, hey, I'm a left-footed punter and I'd like to come in and work out for you guys on Friday and kick to your return guys so they can get a look at the ball coming off a lefty. And uh, quite a few teams, like, said, yeah, we'd love to have you. And, you know, Minnesota were one of those teams that bought me in and that ended up getting me an invite up to camp with them. So it wow. worked out.
0: Y- Last question, I guess, Stan, I, I lied. Do you get paid for that? You get paid for those like, one off things, or you not get paid till you ink the deal?
1: <laughs> no, no, you don't.
0: Oh, and is, I can't uh, throw you bad, like 500 bad. bucks or something.
1: Oh, you, you, get, you get some food. I mean, depending, actually, it's weird because the teams are different. So I remember going and working out for the Bears like two days after Christmas, and it was miserable. The field was frozen, the windy, it was typical Chicago in December, horrible workout. And usually the teams will throw you a bit of gear, like shorts and a T-shirt, and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But not the Bears. They, they were stingy. They had a scout stand there and watched us get dressed and undressed and made sure nothing found its way in the bag. No souvenirs. No no food. They didn't feed us. They just wow. got it out. Where the San Diego Chargers were phenomenal. Like, awesome. Like, treated me so well there. It was, like, I felt, like, almost like welcome there like a part of the furniture i went there probably six times i think and um took care of you you're going down into the equipment room the guys like you need some shoes, you need cleats gloves i'm like oh, pardon, i don't need any of that stuff sure
0: yeah you might as well so, throw it in a little shadow box or something commemorate the trip
1: yeah i had like a i had a, at one point a closet full of chargers gear living in denver colorado <laughs> it was, uh, wasn't ideal
0: and so, now, and now yeah. your son's a chiefs fan so
1: loves the chiefs yeah, yeah it's full circle you, you just Patrick gotta, Patrick
0: gotta do something with the raiders now and then i mean maybe you can cop some raiders gear at this uh usa ireland game in uh, in october
1: yeah there you go actually just in vegas the stadium looks unreal too yeah. so that'll be an awesome event um yeah so actually chiefs raiders two teams that never gave me a workout so that can i uh, hope they lose yeah.
0: every year I'm, I'm right there with you dan all right, Dan, that's yeah. all the questions I had. I didn't know we were going to talk about pun for so long, but I love it. And I got a soundbite <laughs> out of man. you that the bears are cheap. We can put that on the internet and get a lot of views on the podcast. That's always good. Uh, but Dan, how, uh, which match are you calling this weekend? How can people listen to you? How can people follow along with what you're doing on the internet?
1: Oh, perfect, mate. Yeah, I will have the Western Conference Final on Saturday. So it'll be at about 4 o'clock uh, local time in Colorado on CBS Sports, the uh, LA-Utah game, and then uh, – I'll have the uh, final on August 1st on CBS, which will be TBD versus TBD.
0: <laughs> I love it. Dan, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it.
1: You too, mate. Great seeing your face today in a safe, COVID-friendly, socially distanced manner. Yes. You're the best. It was
0: nice. Looking forward to seeing you soon, Dan. Have a good one.
1: Thanks, mate. Sonny Bill, eat your heart out. All
0: right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with the voice of Major League Rugby, Dan Power. I know I certainly did. I love talking to Dan. He's a great guy. He's a busy man, so I really appreciate him carving out some time out of his busy schedule to come chat with me. Uh, and we hope to catch up with Dan again here soon. I got I got to finally play him in golf. If you've been listening to the show, I always throw in the little subtle golf references when you know we're talking about golf. I need to play. I need to get up there and play with Dan. No bones about it. We need to just make it happen. So we will be hammering that out once the season's over. Hopefully. Moving into the required reading portion of the show, it's a cool piece that's kind of been circulating around the rugby corner of the internet. I thought I'd make this this week's required reading. That was a tough sentence. I just stumbled over every single word in that sentence. I think, but the it's called "Retired Patriot Safety Patrick Chung's New Passion: Constant Chaos of Rugby" by Mike Reese of ESPN.com. So this is a good read on former New England Patriots safety and current New England Free Jacks co-owner Patrick Chung. Uh, Patrick Chung's kind of got into rugby through his former teammate Nate Ebner so they kind of pulled some money together and bought a little share in the New England free Jacks, which is cool it's just about him getting into the sport so I pulled a little quote from here Uh, quote it's constant chaos you try to rip each other's head off and then have a beer after I like that end quote so that's from Patrick Chung sounds like he's got the hang of rugby already Uh, but uh, you know good read nice to see him getting into it and what he's thinking about it and talks a little bit about whether or not he wants to give it a try playing. So, I'll link the article in the article that houses his podcast. So, if you're interested, you know, just scroll down in your in your little podcast app, click the link in the description, and of course, put in the article on the dnvr.com. So, make sure you go and check that out, read it up, uh, and tell me what you think. I'll close the show at the loop. Uh, I only have one snake draft left. You know, I've enjoyed doing these. Hope you've all enjoyed listening to them. It's been a little bit more extra work over the course of these last six weeks, two month and a half. Been working on this for like two months now, uh, but I've enjoyed doing them. But it's come to the end of the road now with the Olympics. You know, it'll be right in the middle of the Olympics too, so it'll be perfect timing, like right in the middle between the men's and the women's, you know, pool stages. So. Hopefully you listened to them, you liked them, hopefully you got interested in rugby, you want to check out what it's all about, Uh, compare them to your favorite sports teams, that was kind of the goal, so hopefully it worked, if it made one new fan, it's a success, Uh, and then we'll get back to the regular scheduled programming when that's all done, Um, obviously you're always thinking about ways to make the show better, make the content better. There's a lot going on with rugby in the fall. We just talked about PR sevens. I know the XO's report here in a couple of weeks back for this fall stuff that they're doing. Uh, Rugby town sevens is coming up. So we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. There'll be no shortage on on content, which is a good thing. Such a nice change of pace from last year when we were scraping the bottom of the barrel every week, just trying to look for something to talk about it. But we did it. We made it through uh, and looking forward to a big fall. The best way to keep up with all the latest rugby news and all that content we've got coming out is to follow along on Twitter at NVR underscore rugby and Ad Colton Strickler. Uh, keep up with all of our content on the DNVR.com. All of the rugby content is free. So if you like what you see at the rugby stuff, you can go and subscribe, get the latest Broncos, Rams, Buffs, Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche, whatever you're looking for, it's on the DNVR.com. So make sure you check that out. That does it for the show this week. Hope you all had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the matches this weekend. Enjoy the Olympics starting up finally. And I'll catch you all back here on Wednesday for our final snake draft.